It's been a while since we did a face-to-face podcast. I know it's felt like forever. Yeah. I mean, I've been super busy, so it's been tough. It's nice that we can do this. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, get back into the rhythm of things. The Zoom's just—I mean, it's good. It's yeah, convenient. But it's but artificial. It's not the same. No, it's not the same. That's mm-hmm. how I felt with everything. You know, all the meetings I'm doing now, and I've got a variety of. Uh, reasons why I'm conducting Zoom meetings. And yeah, it's just not the same. It's convenient. I'm at home and I can, you know, sit in my sweatpants and just click the button. But uh, there is something that you miss when you're face-to-face with each other. Yeah. And I have missed that with you, so I'm excited about this to get yeah. back into it. Like, there's there's a metaphysical sense to it too, right? Mm-hmm. The energies that you pick up on people, the body language, like... And... Mm-hmm. Like not like you can't pick up body language through a through a um, a video call, but it's just more you could just feel the tenseness or the excitement more more naturally. Definitely. I would say. I, I think especially when it comes to something like this, where we discuss some very emotionally charged topics, when there's emotion involved, mm-hmm. being close to each other, like we've always discussed. We definitely, both of us, pick up on energies and stuff like that. And so, uh, even though you're getting that face-to-face, you can see reactions and stuff, you don't really feel the same energy uh, when you're, you know, through the the Zoom. In your house and through a video call, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, uh, if you want to start off with uh, the first topic, we're going to... Oh, well, first we'll start off with how our week's been like we usually do. Yeah, exactly. So, why don't you start, if you want. You want to talk about your week? Sure. Um, I've been, like, I've been trying to keep busy. So, I wanted to get outside more. So, I've been doing that. Like, I went went out with you a couple, maybe once. uh, To the dog dog park. park. Yeah, that was fun. And then I went the next day to the same park. And there's one beside it. The one with the creek, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know the name of that. River? Is it a river? Uh, which one? Is it Alouette? Alouette? It's a part of Alouette? Could yeah. be, possibly. Yeah, there's two Alouette or uh, rivers. Or something. I don't know. It would have been Alouette. Okay. Yeah. There's the North Alouette and the South Alouette, I guess. Okay. Yeah. And um, what else have I been doing? I went, to, I went to the Alouette Lake, and a lot of people have been asking me, where's that, where's that? And I'm like, well, it's just over here. Yeah, <laughs> it's beautiful there. I mean, we're so lucky. Like, I've got... Lots of different spots I like to go to throughout the summer. And so uh, I'm really excited about the weather. Like today Mm -hmm. it's hot and yesterday was hot. And I'm really excited about summer coming. I'm very much uh, somebody who gets outside and I don't like being cooped up. And when the weather's, you know. You want to take advantage of the weather. Yeah. And summer I just always, even though I'm doing more, uh, I've got so much more energy. And I just feel so much better when the sun's shining and yeah like this you know. morning i woke up at like four or something and then i had yeah. so much energy i was listening to music and mm. like the music it speaks to me like every time i look for a playlist like i'll just like it just comes mm. i don't have to look hard to find music that's really cool about how tech you know we've talked a lot about technology and stuff like that yeah and i'm always a, a strong critic on it but i really like that aspect that you can find anything like musically wise, right? I remember when I was in high school, I'm like, I'm big into music, I'm a musician, I'm a part of a band right now and all that kind of stuff. Like I love music, but 
you know, the available content now, like you can find anything. We had Shariza and like LimeWire and stuff like that, but. And Kaza. Yeah, but, <clears throat> but now people have the opportunity to share more. That was all like hits and stuff, right? Like mm -hmm. those are all bands that are high produced and whatnot. You wouldn't find like, you know, local raw talent on LimeWire, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas now you can go on YouTube and find anybody, you know, anybody. You know, even if they've only got like a hundred views or something, there's some geniuses out there, right? Yeah. But that's part of the problem too I have with it, right? So there's always like, there's always two points to the technology. There's the positive and the negatives. Like uh, there, you know, there's a lot of talented people on there, but because mm -hmm. there's so much content, people aren't finding the super mm -hmm. talented, right? Because it's saturated. Yeah. There's just so much to go through. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I find I'll stumble upon somebody or or a band or something that I'm like, whoa, these guys are amazing. It's mm -hmm. like, there's one song I was thinking about. I went to a, a show before the whole COVID thing, like in the winter. I think it was in the winter. I went to the show. It was at a pub. It was only 20 bucks a ticket. And this opening band is just fantastic. Uh, I'm trying to remember their name on hand right now. I can't think of it, but it was a local band, two lead two female lead singers and the band they just had this really great groove i looked them up on youtube and there was a song that was stuck in my head I'm like this is a local band you know not highly produced and there was a song i was putting on repeat on youtube and like this is a great song like like to me somebody who appreciates like good music and and talented musicians mm -hmm. like this was a really well written song uh like great singers great band and there was like 70 views on youtube and and like this was in a new song or something right yeah. i i contributed like Half like 50 percent of the views because <laughs> i just kept watching it right yeah and i just couldn't you know i couldn't believe that that there's like this great amount of talent but it's so hard to make it right mm -hmm. like i mean you can get your stuff out there but it's hard to make it but then also, would that be a limiting belief, though? Like, you're saying, like, Maybe. I mean, like, Maybe. yes, realistically, it's going to be, it's going to take a lot of effort. Mm -hmm. But sometimes you just have to know how to play the, play your cards right. Right. You got to, you got to get um, networking, talk mm -hmm. to the right people. It's just a process. Sometimes the process takes a while, but it doesn't have to be hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can, you can get in contact with people and work for nothing just to get your name out there. Oh yeah. Well, you know, that's, that's what, that's what Gary V, the very good Chuck that I listened to is like work for nothing. Mm -hmm. So you just, you can get those connections. So you get your foot in the door. Well, pretty much every musician works for nothing. Like, I mean, <laughs> when you think about it, the amount of money I've put into my music, you don't get it out. Like, unless you hit it big. Mm -hmm. I mean, the entire process is just pouring money into it. Uh, I can, any musician would probably tell you that, unless they're like a professional, right? Anybody who's trying to become a professional, like it is just a pit of money, but it's a, a passion, right? Like it's just, it's just what you do. Like I'd rather spend money on that, that and, and contribute what I have to that and work for free. Cause that's mm -hmm. essentially what you're doing. Like yeah. even paid gigs, you know, I've, most of the gigs I've played, 
have been for free. And mm. some of the gigs I've done have been paid. And the pay is like, I mean, if you're- Just to get lunch, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah, most of the pay has been beer. Like most yeah. of the shows I've done have been pub shows. And it's like, okay, you get free beer and maybe like a hundred bucks each as yeah. the day goes. Pay for gas. It's like, I pay a hundred bucks a month just on band practice for like rehearsal space and stuff. Like that's, yeah. and, and gas and stuff. Like it's nothing. It's. It, mm. Uh, I was talking to one guy because my, you know, I'm in a band right now. We're in a metal mm -hmm. band. We're trying to get somewhere. We're working on songs, and and we, I'm really enjoying what we're doing. I think we've got something good coming, and we're gonna start getting some gigs once this whole COVID thing settles down. But the guy who owns the rehearsal space, we we're talking to him, and he said he like he's a drummer, and he was asked to play a song for like a recording. Like the band asked, hey, could you come and do this song? And he asked like what the rate was. And they're like, oh, well, you know, it's just like, just come in for one track, 10 minutes, right? Like, you know, do we really have to pay you for that? And he's like, you're discounting the 50 years of my rehearsal. Like, yeah, yeah. it's 10 minutes, but I've dedicated thousands and thousands of hours to make that 10 minutes and who's this? decent. Uh, just the guy who owns the rehearsal space that my band goes to. He's like okay. an older guy. And know. this is the guy, who is the guy who's getting hired? You? No, no. He was talking about himself. Like oh, how okay. somebody asked him to come play drums for a track, but he said no. He declined it. He said, no, I just, if you're not going to pay me for my time now. And, and it kind of gets to that point when you're, when it's your lifestyle now, like that's his lifestyle now, uh, is the music. And that's how he makes his money and stuff. So it's like, no, I... You know, it's an appreciation thing too. Yeah, it's 10 minutes. I mean, personally, I'm young and I'm like you say, I'm just like, sometimes you gotta work for free to get your name out there. And that's sometimes how you make those connections. Yeah. But this guy's like 60. It's like, he's done that now. Like he's over that, so. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyways, I could segment into, that's how my week's been going. Uh, super busy, focusing a lot on my band. Uh, we've been practicing about two times a week, which has been awesome. I love mm -hmm. practicing and, uh, you know, it's tiring and yeah. draining, but it's a passion for sure. I just want to get so much better. I really am not that great of a musician I found. I don't have that raw, like super raw talent that you mm -hmm. kind of see mine. And that's kind of the way it's been for me for everything. Everything I've been good at, I'm not like naturally good at things. It's always, I, I have a passion for something. I want to get good at it. And I just dedicate like thousands of hours towards it. I mean, I've spent thousands of hours on the drums. Mm -hmm. Like I can't tell you how much. No, like, the, I can see it. Like, in the 15 years I've been playing. Pretty, you're pretty when I was good a kid. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I need to get better. Like I'm, you know, we're, we're doing really t difficult music right now. Like this mm -hmm. is very, technically challenging this band i'm in the most technically challenging band i've ever been in which is great i want to i want to be better uh, and then i watch some of my favorite bands like tool <clears throat> tonight i was supposed to be into oh, yeah, yeah. for a tool to see tool tonight i was yeah. gonna go my buddy bought me a ticket like we were gonna go down together mm -hmm. and then they were coming here on sunday and tool does that like so when they go on tour they play some of the same songs, but even the next day, they'll play like 
a whole bunch of new songs because their fans do that. They'll go to like a weekend of shows and yeah. like see them in different places. So they always try to change the sets up. Okay. And oh man, I was so looking forward to that. I was supposed to be there like right now. The show is probably getting started. Right yeah, just, just imagine it. <laughs> My favorite band. Turn the light yeah. on. But I watch, you know, I watch and I listen and I hear, you know, what the drummer's doing. I hear what he's doing and, and I can envision it. But then when I get there to do it, I just, it just happens naturally. It misses. Like, I oh. just don't, like, I don't, I can't, I can't be as good as them. It's just, oh. yeah, I'm not that good. Okay. It takes a lot of, like, work for me to get even to a place of pretty good. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, if somebody's watching me, they'd say, you're really good, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm comparing myself to these bands I really like, and I want to be a band that I really like, right? Okay. So I want to be professional, like, yeah, like really, really just, good. Just as good as them yeah. or better. Yeah, exactly. I want to be the best, but, <laughs> but I'm not. And I never will be. Like, I know I can't, but if I dedicate the time that I have to what we're working on and just keep hammering it through, I know I can get to the point where it is like really good. Okay. It just won't be, you know, amazing. But anyways, that's how my week's been going. Yeah. Like I said, like limiting beliefs. A lot of it, a lot of it is limiting beliefs. But like mm-hmm. some of it, like realistically, the amount of hours you put in compared to other people, they're still going to be better because they have more experience and they have more talent. Well, talent is there's a raw talent. Yeah. To it though, like there is, and I've recognized that. Like so, I, I'm not really limiting myself. I understand that I, the songs that we're practicing, I understand what. I want to have happen from it and that I can do it. Mm-hmm. I just am realistic in the sense of I'm going to have to work really hard. I'm going to have to practice really yeah. hard. And I am limited. I don't have specific raw talent that I can just, you know, do it. I need to be realistic and dedicate myself more mm-hmm. in the practicing time. So, but that's tough because. You know, I've got a busy life as it is. I got yeah, school. Yeah, you got lots of, you don't have much time because of all your no, I don't. activities that's going on and that's causing you to have lack of sleep, which we'll be, but yeah. we will be talking about. Yeah, we're talking about sleep today. We're going to be talking about a whole host of ideas, sleep. And we're going to branch a lot of this into the metaphysics of mm-hmm. what the effects of of uh, your your mental health and just health overall. I would really like to hear your input on this because I'm like I am struggling in understanding how much it affects me and and pushing my body like I, I just tend to push my body to its limits like these last two weeks because I'm working graveyards now and school in the morning. So I work like I worked last night 12 a.m. to 8 a.m. Then I have school at 8.30 a.m. to 12.30. Mm-hmm. Then like after school today, like this is just one day I picked up. Yesterday I had a band practice. Like so in between work full time, school full time, I'm also doing projects like this. This, mm. my band, my yeah. daughter. Like today I took my daughter to, uh, I took her to a birthday parade. You know mm-hmm. how people are doing those birthday thing parades? Have you heard about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so we took. I took her to that. And then I got a nap in, like, you know, a solid two-hour nap, and that helped for sure. But 
these intermittent naps, I'm not getting on a, on a regimented schedule, which I know affects the body mentally mm-hmm. and whatnot. So like not having routine, we're going to be talking about routine today too. Yeah. And the necessities of routine or work-life balance. Yeah. Work-life balance, how to uh, go about those things. And like for me, which is perfect, this is to me, I'm going to be trying to soak in as much today as I can. I'm, uh, I have experience with these things, but I need to improve my work-life balance. I need to understand these patterns better and how it's affecting me and maybe i need to say no to shifts or maybe i need to you know ask for help from people and stuff like that yeah because last week i slept through a band practice like i i like i didn't sleep through i woke up 45 minutes into band practice and called the guys Mm -hmm. and said hey i'm on my way so we just started an hour late uh you know i was late for work one day 12 12 p.m the shift starts and it was like you know the whole day went through and it was like 9 30 and i was just exhausted like falling asleep on the bed so i'm like okay well cool i can get a two-hour nap in right now yeah and you know i set two alarms and then i woke up at 12 to a phone call from them and like my body just slept through the alarms right yeah, like it just yeah. like it's like no you're not getting up mm-hmm. like you need to sleep right now doesn't matter what you got going on your body just kind of figures it out that's one thing i am grateful for with my body i do like today when i found the time for the sleep after this birthday thing and stuff after Mm. school and after my uh my shift yeah i just hit that pillow and like i was out right and i can Mm. sleep like solid for and two hours sleep for me is just fine i can wake up and i feel good what somebody told me one time was your sleep the amount of sleep that you get throughout the day, like it's like your your eight hours, um, recommended, no, but not mm. for everybody. Some people can lo- live off. I don't sleep. get it. I don't never get. I never have gotten eight. But ever? Anyways, no, no. Oh, okay. In, since I've the the military kind of uh, created a routine within me. Yeah. That was roughly about six hours of sleep a night, like mm-hmm. like consistently. And I have found that I usually get about six hours of sleep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, some people can. Yeah. And I, I function just fine. Yeah. I don't I, need more. I do that not all the time, but mm-hmm. sometimes like I'll get six hours of sleep, then I'll nap in the mm-hmm. afternoon. Right. Right. But sometimes I'll get five hours of sleep and I'll be just as good as six hours. But like, mm-hmm. not because I stayed up late it's because I just have more energy. Right. And yeah. like, especially with the seasons going on, like, um, in the summertime, I just have a lot more energy, especially if I get enough vitamin mm-hmm. D. Vitamin D is very important for everybody. Like mm. the importance of vitamin D, like it's, it's, I can't even go on about mm-hmm. that. But uh, well, that contributes to your energy, right? Mm-hmm. And and the sun being out later too. Mm-hmm. I do find I get less sleep in the summer because it feels so much earlier, right? Like yeah. in the winter, it's five o'clock and it's like the sun's down and oh man, I'm just so tired. I need like I'm ready for bed, mm-hmm. but in the summertime, the sun's out till nine. And it's like, you know, you just can get so much more done. You feel more energized. Yeah. Yeah. You're more active. And also people who in the winter time to get that energy, a lot of people do tanning. Yeah. They'll do like a lot of people are against tanning, but mm. there's, there's good pros and cons to it. Like it's just like 
you have to find that balance like when you're doing tanning like, you don't want to do it too long mm -hmm. and too often i never done tanning i would like to do it do it but i heard that uh heard that it it there's like a seasonal type of uh, we should go together syndrome yeah you can go to like club 16 i still have a membership yeah yeah we should go me too time. i've got my membership there but um i Not don't have for no the tanning, tanning. yeah i don't, have, <laughs> I don't have it i've never been a big fan of i have done tanning once uh me and my buddy had a trip planned for cuba okay in the winter and so he suggested we go tanning like a couple weeks beforehand a few times just to Build get that. our bodies ready yeah. for the intense sun we're about to hit and it did help for sure yeah. that was the first time i'd ever done tanning and it did feel good actually like mm. it uh, i did you know it could have been part of the fact that we're getting prepped to go on a vacation mm -hmm. like that i felt good about it yeah. but also i think the mixture of just the energy that's like clearly like you're saying with vitamin D, yeah, you're absorbing energy, right? And so why wouldn't you feel more energized? And 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 part of it is uh, looks too, right? Like yeah. having that tanness, getting rid of that paleness. I mean, looks do contribute to how you feel. When you look good, you do feel better. Like yeah, I have I, found I that. that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it, it's real, I think. Mm -hmm. it, yeah. I mean, when I look like garbage, <laughs> I think... It's a reflection, kind of, of what yeah, you exactly. feel like on the inside. And then when you, you know, you pick yourself up, you, you know, get your hair nice looking and whatnot, clean up and smell good or whatever it is, mm. and and there, people are attracted to that. And just the ener like the energy, kind of is a lot more stronger throughout that. I guess I don't know how else <laughs> to put it, but uh, yeah, I don't really know how to say it. It okay. just is a feeling, right? You just yeah. feel it. You get more, um, just a natural sense of feeling comfortable. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, I wanted to. Yeah, we'll talk more about sleep. So. Sure. Yeah, let's talk about that. That's um, where we're. Yeah, like your, the amount of it. sleep you get in a day determines how how well your day is going to go. Not even mm. based on how well you feel. It's how others feel around you too, mm. because they're gonna pick up on your energies. And I always say like the universe is inside you, whatever, whatever, like we were saying reflection, mm. like what you, you're feeling is a reflection of what you do to yourself and your experiences in life. So if you're gonna get lack of sleep, then a lot of the whole world is gonna be out of energy mm. in your day-to-day -day mm. activities. Mm. In my sense of how I perceive things right. and from experience so i was i was in somewhere and this lady was like i can't believe how well you're doing like with your condition like my my mental health and she's like and then she's like oh i, I can't believe how well you're doing with uh because a lot of people she knows doesn't deal with it as well as i do because like what's people, that your condition my, my condition my, mm. my schizophrenia mm. so like mm. um because a lot of things happen to you that you wouldn't think think would be real, that that like would make you just lose it. Right, right. Where I'm like anything's possible, mm. so I'm no I'm I'm used to it. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, once you accept it, and then use it to your advantage, then you don't have to worry. And you're if you're not afraid of anything, if there's nothing to be afraid of. You just know that like everything's gonna be fine, and. Mm. Um, 
you don't have to worry like my doctor's always saying like do you feel like there's people after you and stuff like that and I'm like no no I feel content I feel good <laughs> so does your sleep when you get more sleep or get less sleep does that affect your schizophrenia yes it does yeah oh, okay. so like I was I had some relapses from lack of sleep mm. And that oh, was pretty relapse, bad. Like I was, lack of sleep can cause relapse. Lack of sleep can cause hallucinations on anybody. Yes, that's right. I know. So, um, like, I never had, like, my hallucinations are rare, and I usually, I only think I only had it when I was overdosing. So, um, but yeah, I've so at my work now that I'm working on graveyards, I actually work with. A lot of schizophrenics okay uh, so and I didn't know if it was like I just assume that sleep has an effect on that and so the people that I'm working with usually my conversations are because they're up during the night for bathrooms and stuff mm -hmm. I'm always like how are you sleeping like and and I'm, I'll, I'm always encouraging them to get more sleep because I've gone through fits of not enough sleep and it drives me yeah. crazy. Like, so I know certain people when they get a lack of sleep, they're more irritable or they are low energy. They can be delusional. Delusional or like, there's a lot of, I think it's a personal thing. Like I think each person kind of goes through different emotional and physical changes through lack of sleep or through nutrition and stuff i was thinking about when you're when you're bringing that up about how your doctor was asking you about the sleep i was thinking about two summers ago when i went to me and my friend we went to kamloops during the wildfires uh, we decided to see if we could help with the fires as summers have been I'm sure you've noticed here in BC and like all along the West Coast, the last like five, six summers, there's been intense wildfires, like intense ones. And uh, certain cities have been evacuated and like homes have been destroyed and stuff. And so about, I think it was two summers ago, maybe three, me and him went out to Kamloops, like towards the interior of where all the fires were going to see if we could help out. Like I mm -hmm. had forestry experience. He had some other experience that could go. We wanted to like, you know, see what we could contribute to. Yeah. When we got there in Kamloops, they had evacuated the city of hundred mile. So in Kamloops, there was an entire city staying there. And so the big arena there, they've got a really big arena. That's where people were staying. And on the outside, that's where we went to, to see what we could do. That's where all the various programs are there. You know, you got Salvation Army there. You got like all these different humanitarian. Red Cross yeah, like Red that, Cross right? had a big thing set up. Uh, and who, and we were trying to get connected. We were trying to figure out where we could best contribute. And then we realized that there was a whole, there was a couple kennels for dogs, right? And both him and I are huge dog people. And so we went there we're like, hey, can we help? They're like, yeah, like, do you want to take some dogs for walks? And we're like, sure. And we'd like go in and they're like, oh, nobody takes this one. This one's not good. So we realized like how we are with dogs. We're kind of stronger guys. We've mm -hmm. dealt with big dogs and we're not afraid to take some of the bigger ones, right? I could tell you a couple different stories of 
various dog things that we had to deal with. Like one dog went insane and slipped out of his leash. And me and him had to like corner this big dog that was like, and people were just watching us. It took us about 20 minutes to get this dog harnessed. We had to like, I had to sit down and like get close and not be like aggressive. Even though he's being aggressive at me, I had to really have like an energy of calmness to get close. And then we like kind of triangulated uh, a leash. Like, <laughs> like I, I, uh, I got close enough where I could slip something around, a uh, leash around his neck, like loose, and then, and then get the other one onto, yeah. and then we could both pull it taut, right? And he was just like going nuts, right? There, uh, I've got a bunch of these stories of that, but needless to, needless to say, what happened there was because we saw this lack of people who knew how to handle some of these dogs that were coming like 100 mile is uh it's a mainly indigenous uh reservation kind of town and so uh, a lot of these dogs that came are used to wandering because in reservations a lot of dog like they almost have different types of rules for dogs than we do here like you know you expect dogs on leashes and like in yards and stuff but their dogs kind of roam and stuff so now all these big aggressive like almost every dog there was some kind of mix of pit bull they were all mutts like Mm -hmm. everything was a mix and they're all in kennels and stuff so we realized like this is where we need to be so we ended up sleeping in the kennel for a week wow (laughs) and and i i swear every night i probably got maybe an hour's worth of sleep because there were so many dogs and there was so much to deal with and different personalities within the dogs and like managing walking them who needs a walk now like i knew all the names where they were we were always arranging them because certain dogs couldn't be in same similar corners with yes, them yeah i had to stay with tank tank was kind of like the the biggest pit bull there and he was like a big dog like scary and i had to sleep next to his kennel because i became the alpha in the kennel mm-hmm. uh, i was if they were getting rowdy i had that big hey like booming voice i could really bring them down mm-hmm. and i understood them very well that i became the alpha and so i had to stick with him because anytime a big dog would go by him he'd just go like nuts and stuff right and i had to calm him down yeah like, no you're safe you're with me and that kind of stuff you're like the the rescue dog whisperer kind of yeah Yeah. and and through that process it was really weird because through the process of not sleeping throughout that like Mm. living in this shelter and i i felt like i was almost becoming a dog it was really (laughs) weird and like i was becoming neurotic and the last day i swear like and you could ask you could ask my buddy about this i ended up getting kicked out of there because i got i i butted heads with the there was an organization that managed this kennel and um so the organ you know how organizations work there's like an executive director and these people right and so this executive director who had never been to our kennel comes this one day and she comes in and she starts like trying to I don't know, like, yeah, be the alpha, like coming in and starting to tell us what to do. And I was like, listen, like, you don't understand these dogs. Like, I've been here for a week and I'm like, no sleep, like really neurotic, like right to your face. There's no, there, like, there's no softness (laughs) in me. Yeah, Yeah, no, not at this point. Like I am just, and I'm like just flying off the handles and I'm, I've got like, 
in my head, I've got an arrangement of things that need to be done, like different dogs that need to be walked, who needs to be fed, how they need to be fed, like specific diets, mm -hmm. what type of people can walk these different types of dogs. Cause yeah, like yeah, some yeah. of them are, and people are coming to help with walking dogs, but you've got like 10 year old girls, right? They can't walk tank. Mm -hmm. I got to give them this dog. And so I'm like managing all these different things all at once. And it's all going through my head. And then this lady, this executive director. Thanks for listening to part one of the importance of sleep, life stories, and all types of relationships. Now go over to part two to listen to the rest. Thank you.